0: The Point of Impact Podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now, here's Rick. Welcome to The Point of Impact Podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Last week, we started our new season, and our focus... We're going to talk about setbacks and comebacks, and, and for those of you that maybe are new to this podcast or me, I've written two books on comebacks, and, and one of my most best-selling books is called Turn Your Setbacks into Comebacks, which would be a great book to pick up uh, during this uh, series that we're doing on these episodes on comebacks and setbacks for sure. But before we jump in to all that, just want to touch base with you again today. I, I talked a lot last week, a little too much maybe on the introductory stuff, so I'll, I'll keep it shorter this week. But turn your setbacks and the comebacks definitely. If you go to rickmcdaniel.com, you can find all kinds of resources that will tell you about my speaking and my writing, and you can sign up to receive a, a weekly devotion that comes out Every Tuesday morning, uh, you can see the different free plans that are available on the Bible app, and you can find out more about my daily devotions with Rick McDaniel on the Pray app. These is the largest prayer and Bible apps in the world, and um, all of that stuff, by the way, is uh, free for you. Also, my latest book, This is Living Daily Inspiration to Live Your Faith. It's just a fantastic resource, just got a great Comment from somebody about the book and the stories and how much they're loving having a daily time to just read a short three minute devotion, meditation, whatever you want to call it, reading that will just set you on the right path for the day and inspire and and challenge you. You can get that on amazon.com as well as turn your setbacks into comebacks. And you got style, which is uh, the book in between those two books, uh, which is a great book if you wanna learn more about yourself, if you wanna improve your relationships with others. Companies use it to understand people's different styles. It works great in marriages as well. What's your financial style? What's your time style? What's your decision style? What's your spiritual style? And thinking style—that's a fascinating chapter. The way our brains work, and the fact that there's four different thinking styles—and so really helpful stuff um, that could could bless you in many ways. So you can really just Amazon's easiest place. Just go there, and you can find. All the books, and pick up any of them that you might be interested in having. And this podcast comes out every Friday, as you know, or if you don't know, every Friday. If you if you're listening, if you like it, we'd love five star reviews, uh, ratings, reviews uh, goes for the books as well. All that stuff is super helpful for people when they're looking and trying to understand, you know, where should they put their valuable time, and where can they invest it, and when people find out that it helps you then it definitely motivates them to jump in as well so those are just some of the things that you can take advantage of last week we started what's going to be a number of episodes talking about comebacks but before you can talk about comebacks got to talk about setbacks you know turn your setbacks into comebacks and we started talking about reasons for a setback and because i talked extra long in the beginning because i had taken the break and this was the first episode of the new season Um, There's a few more I'd like to, a couple more that I'd like to talk about. And then I want to turn to lessons. So it isn't just enough, you know, to just, okay, this is the reason. What's the lesson that can be learned? Because that's super important in terms of keeping you from continuing to have setbacks. And of course, even in the reasons, uh, especially the two we're going to talk about right now, you can see the the value of learning the lesson from it. So here's another reason why we have setbacks. We fail to plan. You know, you probably heard it. When you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I mean, it's it's absolutely true. Um, you know, you, you need to be able to own the fact that, you know, you had a setback because you didn't know where you were going. And then you wonder, oh, why am I here? You have to face the, the fact that a lack of planning has created a setback in your life. Without a plan, you're adrift. And then you open yourself up to, I would say, continual setbacks in your life. And, you know, you may be there. And it and, and really comes down to planning and having a plan for your life. And planning is so important. I, I've just been doing some plan. This is not even your life. This is just a little micro part of life. But for the Christmas holidays, Three months out, you know, it seems like a long time. And I made my plans, and already within days, the Airfare has gone up on the flights so will cost me hundreds of dollars more. And we're still three months out. Imagine what it, it's gonna cost in another month or two. It's just gonna go up. Same thing with the hotel rooms, they're just gonna go up and up, and whatever, whatever it is, rental cars, you know, whatever you're talking about. Planning's just saves you money. It can keep you from a financial setback by saving hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Now, let me just tell you a great story. You may not know this, but Henry Ford, of course, built the first automobile. He did not put in a reverse gear. Can you imagine? The most, you know, one of the most incredible inventions. It's changed the world forever. I mean, just think about a world without cars, and it's just amazing. And he left out a reverse gear. But you know what? He realized uh, there's a, a setback here for this vehicle. It needs to be able to go in reverse, and so. Uh, Ford Motor Cars added a reverse gear. And, uh, you know, things turned out pretty well for Henry Ford. And you can bounce back from your lack of planning. But it's crucial to understand the importance of direction and planning. You have to be able to recognize that, you know, having a plan makes life so much easier and simpler. Understanding God's purpose and plan for your life is just. Crucial, absolutely crucial, and it's unique to you. It's not like anyone else's in the world. And really, the, the key, the key part of life is is really understanding what is your plan or your purpose in God's plan. Then you can really move in a confident direction in your life. If we plan and we follow God's plan, you know, we're going to make life easier instead of harder. And the challenges of life will be overcome. It's just it's a reality. You know, you may say well, I'm not I'm not a planner, Rick. Well, you know, you you got to you've got to have more planning in your life. It's just it's just guaranteed way to avoid setbacks that will visit you for sure. Here's another reason, and I'll just this is the most blunt way I can say it. We we just ignore God's instructions. You know, we just we do it. There's a, a scripture in Proverbs that says the tent of a good person stands longer than the house of someone evil. The tent of a good person stands longer than the house of someone evil. You know, when you when you follow God's instructions, you you don't do evil, and when you don't do evil, you're 10 stands longer, which is really just a kind of a poetic way of saying you don't have as many setbacks. You don't have as many setbacks. And this is why the Bible is this incredible resource for life. It's like, you know, it's like an owner's manual. You know, I had recently had a problem with one of my cars, not, you know, not like something you have to go to the garage, just had to figure out, you know, and I just looked up in the owner's manual, the section, and followed what it said, and you know what? Done. Followed the instructions and avoided having problems and potentially a costly repair. You know, I know there's people they are like, oh, I'll just figure it out myself, and, you know, how, how does that work? Generally, it's a lot easier if you just follow the instruction, follow the manual, and, and this is how people end up having some really serious setbacks. Um, they need to be following the marvelous wisdom, the timeless wisdom that the Bible gives us. It's a number one bestseller of all time for a reason. It's filled with incredible wealth of wisdom, and if you follow it, you avoid setbacks. And if you don't, you 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 end up having setbacks. It's, it's really almost that simple. There's a great story that Neil White shares in his book, In the Sanctuary of Outcasts. He had a setback involving losing his business and ending up in prison for check fraud. But the Louisiana prison that he was sent to wasn't an ordinary prison. It was actually the last place in America where people were held who were disfigured by leprosy. And even though he'd gone bankrupt and left 30 of his employees without jobs and cost bankers millions of dollars, betrayed his wife and children. He still had trouble admitting that he had done wrong. And it wasn't until he went into the sanctuary of outcasts that he could not hide his internal disfigurement while others' outward disfigurement just spoke to him every time he looked around. His desire to be successful and admired, it caused him to ignore the reality that really he was a thief. There's just no other way to get around it. His disfigurement was on the inside. And so only by seeing the truth was he able to make a comeback, which he he did, by the way. So following the principles of Jesus, the teachings of Jesus, the, the principles that are in the Bible, and they just keep you from so many setbacks. I spent my life talking, counseling with people, and so many times it just comes back to this hard reality that they just didn't follow the teachings, they didn't go by the owner's manual, and then they end up in a setback. So those are some reasons over last week's episode and and a little bit here this week, reasons for a setback, but before the comeback, you have to look closely at the setback. A setback should be dissected, not discarded. Many want to discard the setback. They want to pretend it didn't happen and move on. No one wants to relive the disappointment, the failure, the shortcoming. Of course, that's understandable. But in order to have a comeback, you must look for the lesson in the setback. Many try to push the setback behind them as quickly as possible. And that leads to what? Setback to setback to setback. In order to have a comeback, there's just certain things you must do, and that's what we're going to talk about in these episodes. I'm going to walk you through, and again, um, that's an area I've been studying and specializing in for years and have been interviewed on and written books and articles and some of the biggest comebacks, as I said last week, that have taken place over the last... 5 plus years you know i've been one of the major voices that have shared what the the key was or the keys were to the setback I mentioned a couple last week here's another one was when UVA who was the first number 1 seed ever in the history of the NCAA tournament to lose to a number 16 seed and then literally the very next year they came back and won the national championship the title they went from the worst possible most embarrassing setback to the greatest achievement in college basketball and I wrote about how they did that so I want to help you and I I, but you have to follow the process and the process begins with the setback we're going to get to the comeback believe me and there's loads of information that will be so helpful to you but just understand that first we have to deal with with the setback you know sometimes people want to sort of point their finger at God and said you know you've done me wrong you didn't bless me Um, and and sort of turn their back on God because of the setback but um, that's that's not the answer. That's not the answer. Again, in, in, in one of the other books of the Bible that have a lot of wisdom besides Proverbs is Ecclesiastes. And Ecclesiastes says in chapter 10, verses 8 through 10, if you dig a pit, you might fall in. If you break down a wall, a snake might bite you. You could even get hurt by chiseling a stone or chopping a log. If you don't sharpen your axe, it will be harder to use. If you are smart, you'll know what to do. If you're smart, you'll ask yourself, is there a lesson here? Maybe there is a lesson that you need to learn. Something that God wants to show you before you run away or try to bury it. Before you try to stop thinking about it. Maybe God has gotten your attention For a reason Now I did say Unexpected circumstances Can happen And I stand by that Absolutely It just may have Absolutely nothing To do with you So that's possible And I I want you to hear that Clearly But before we just Immediately move to that We just need to spend Some time In just reflection And ask ourselves Do I need to sharpen my axe So you know I'm smarter The next time it's it's really about wisdom. In, in the Bible, it's really not smart or stupid. It's wise or foolish. Isn't that interesting? It's not about you know how, how high is your IQ or how many years did you go to college. It's really about wise or foolish. Which way are you going to go with your life? You can receive the knowledge and then you either apply it or you don't. And that's really the key about setbacks and and ultimately comebacks. You need to be wise about the things you do. If you end up hurting yourself the first time, just make sure you learn the lesson for the next time. Look for the lesson. And if you don't think there's a lesson, look a little harder, peer a little deeper so important to be able to do that. When I talk to couples that have been divorced and are getting remarried, I always tell them the statistics, which are pretty daunting, which is that more marriages end up in divorce that are second marriages than first marriages. Now, that, I think that goes against conventional wisdom because you would think, well, people learn from their mistakes and they do better, but the, that's, not what the, that's not what the statistics say. That's not what happens. And then listen, third marriages, even more. In other words, the more times you're married, the higher the probability of divorce, you and not the lower the probability. So what does that say? People aren't looking for the lesson. They're not looking for the why. Why did the marriage fail? Oh, it's my spouse. <laughs> Nothing to do with me. You know, just that's what we have to be able to avoid. And you know, just look and ask ourselves, you know, what can I learn? You can blame other people. You know, you, you, you can do it. You can. You can think it's bad luck. You can choose the not to think about it at all, or you can look for the lesson. Is there anything I can take away from this setback? You lose your job. Is it downsizing or the economy? And if it's downsizing, you know, was there a process of choice and Maybe you didn't keep up your skills the way you should have, and maybe you were kind of a difficult person to work with, or you didn't work hard enough. I mean, those things are hard to to look at, but maybe, maybe not. But it's important to be able to look at these things and and just you know ask yourself. There's a guy named Wiles Johnson. Probably never heard of him. He was 40 years old, and he lost his job. And he told his wife, he said, I want to take out a mortgage on our home, and I want a second mortgage, and I want to get money together and start my own construction company. And his wife was like, really, that's what you want to do? Yeah, that's what I, that's what I want to do. And so he started his own construction company, and within five years, he was doing really, really well. And he he says at the time, he, he just couldn't understand why he had gotten fired from his job. He couldn't understand why that happened. But now he understood that that was part of God's plan to get him out of that job so he could start his own business. And that construction company grew into something beyond just construction. Because he started building hotels And he became the founder of the Holiday Inn hotel chain and became a multimillionaire after losing his job at 40 years old, looking for the lesson and seeing what, 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 you know, what, what are the lessons, you know, there's, there, there's different lessons. You know, the the proverb that says the lesson of the whale, just when you get to the top and start to blow, you get harpooned. Maybe you got some success and then you didn't really treat people right and didn't really care about certain decisions because you thought you arrived. And so, boom, you have this big setback, which is really just God's way of saying, you, you know, you need to be more humble. Maybe you're a fearful person, and and you're afraid, and and you're anxious, and so you don't take any risks, and and maybe the lesson is stop letting fear dictate your life and future. Stop making fear-based decisions. Start making faith-based decisions. Maybe your setback is that you quit. You decided you couldn't keep going, that things were too difficult, so you gave up, and the lesson is persevere through the difficulties. Keep at it. Because eventually you will succeed. Lessons that can be learned. Learn from the lesson. God can use the tough, difficult, challenging experiences of life for your good. If you're willing to look for the lesson. What can you learn? What should you be looking for in the setback and it's one thing to look for the lessons another thing to learn from it I mean those are two different things the world of sports and the world of business they they have a lot of lessons for us in terms of comebacks and setbacks but let's just look at somebody like Walt Disney I I think he's fascinating because I'm a creative and he was a creative person. I'm also someone that's been in leadership and he's been in leadership. So I'm always interested in in what he did and how he did it. And I've had an opportunity to have one of these behind the scenes uh, tours and experiences at Disney World and learn things like that. I've read books about him. He's just was incredible, creative energy and marvelous visionary leadership. But here's another part of his story. He had seven very disappointing setbacks in his life. Seven. Wow. But he always looked for the lesson and how he could learn from it. So he didn't repeat his mistakes. When you think of Disney, you think of the movies and the network and the theme parks. He's the gold standard, you know, for creativity And yet he had some massive failures in his life. The lesson means nothing if we don't learn from it and make the appropriate change. You don't really need to wonder why so many people don't have a comeback. It's because they're unwilling to learn the lesson. There are many more steps and components to a comeback, but this is where it starts. This is why we're beginning here. How about Warren Buffett, you know, richest man in the world, talks about one of his early setbacks. He wanted to get into Harvard. He didn't. He said, setbacks teach lessons that carry you along. You learn that a temporary defeat is not a permanent one. In the end, it's an opportunity. So, Buffett learned from his setback, not getting into Harvard as a young man, and wow, oh wow, oh wow, did that end up being something that he learned from and look at the success that has come out of his life it's absolutely remarkable back in 2008 we had what's called the Great Recession you know it wasn't quite a depression but it was pretty bad now we're having another time of challenging uh, financial situation with inflation and and the response with the interest rates and gas prices and You know, people, did we learn the lesson in 2008 about debt and how difficult debt can be, about financial basics that are necessary to succeed? Because if you learn the lesson back then, it can really help you right now. People bought these homes that were too expensive that they couldn't afford. And now they found themselves in, in financial challenges and now here we are, however many, what do you want to say, 12 to 14 years later, have we learned the lesson? Are we doing better? Do we uh, do we have our financial house in order so this time it's not going to hit us like the last time? Unwise purchases, real estate goes up and down, nothing lasts forever, the stock market can rocket the... Record levels and then the correction I mean, the stock markets it, it is really pretty disastrous right now. And if you look at it like I do, it's painful to watch your money go away. But you have to trust that it will come back. Growth is great, but nothing grows forever. I always remember McDonald's had 25 years, 100 quarters... In which they increase their profits every single quarter, every single year. For 100 straight quarters, that's a heck of a string. But guess what? It came to an end. It's foolish to think that financial times will always be up and never be down. Good times don't last forever. And neither do bad, by the way. So we have to learn the, the lesson. And it can really help us. Ultimately We learn the lessons So why don't we repeat the same mistake Everything in you may never want to think about your setback But you need to look at it for the lesson or lessons And you need to learn from those lessons You don't want to go through the same pain again And you don't have to You don't need to repeat the same mistakes You can learn So you go from setback to comeback Not setback to setback Put into practice the wisdom that you've learned. Use the knowledge, use the feedback to forge a better way to go, a better route to take, a better path to your future. Maybe you made a big mistake in your career. How do you regain credibility? You own up to your mistake? go to your boss, you share the lessons you've learned, you make amends if you can. You can't do anything to change the situation, but you can take responsibility for putting a process in place that will undo the damage if possible and keep the mistake from happening again. Rob Blagojevich, who was the former governor of Illinois, in fact, he just got out of prison not long ago. He had an incredible setback. He was convicted of 17 counts of corruption involving his role in trying to fill the open seat of Barack Obama when he ran for president. He went from governor to convicted felon. I'll never forget these words, he said. Among the many lessons that I've learned from this whole experience is to try to speak a little bit less. He was a big talker. And he said a lot of things and they were all many of them were captured on tape and it cost him. It cost him big time among the many lessons I've learned. It's really important. Now, before you get too down, I just want you to hear this from Psalm 3417. When his people pray for help, God listens and rescues them from their trouble. The Lord is there to rescue all who are discouraged And have given up hope. The Lord's people may suffer a lot, but he will always bring them safely through. Good news. God's here to help. He'll bring you from setback to comeback. After you've looked for the lesson and learned from it, after you've done your part, here's what God says. I'll help you. I'll rescue you. I'll bring you from a setback to a comeback. That is the message God wants to help you, but he wants you to pause long enough to look for the lesson and learn from it. He wants you to take time so you don't experience another setback. So you can move in a positive direction with your life and the plan for your life can be fulfilled. So I hope you take some time this week and just really think about Maybe the setback you're in right now or maybe setback from the past. What are the lessons that you can learn? Are you right now repeating some of the same mistakes that got you into the last setback? Stop that right now. Change that right now so that doesn't keep you from moving forward and in fact set you back. Next week, we're going to talk about really the pivot point that goes from setback to comeback. What is this? And there's a singular pivot point that moves us out of setback and into the beginning of our comeback. You'll definitely want to tune in and listen for that one. But this week, take some time to look for those lessons and learn from them and make any kind of corrections and tweaks that you need to make in your life. So that there's no possibility that you're going to repeat another setback. Anything that you have control over, do something about it this week. And I'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.